Hello and welcome to Some Thoughts with Sarah. I'm your host, Sarah Hertzberg. Once again, I am jumping in with an episode that I recorded at a prior time. And this episode was recorded the day that I found out that my friend Elliot had died. And I was feeling pretty dark. You'll you'll hear me talk about it. It was a rough time already before any of this had come to light. And there was a lot of tension and sadness. And um, I was working through that and thinking about that and talking about it and grappling with it. And I will jump in at some point, you'll hear later in the episode, because there's a term that I've chosen to use that I hadn't looked up beforehand and it turns out that it might have more deeper meaning than I really know. I'm not a great internet kid. I have this, one of my um, ex-partners, my girlfriend in Berlin who was born in Ukraine and raised in Spain and went to German school and just like very like tough, intense person. She, it was always so funny to me because she like knew things about U.S. culture, like memes and um, songs and all of this like viral shit that like I didn't even know about even though, you know, like born and raised here, um, because of the internet, man. She was like, I'm a, I'm an internet kid. And she was also like several years younger than me. So that didn't hurt. Like, I think, uh, the greatest gift she gave me was what does the Fox say? You know, that song. Uh, and I, which I'd never heard before. Like, I just didn't know about this. Um, and she like more seriously introduced me to Reddit. She was a big, big fan of Reddit. But yeah, here you, here you go again. You know, these, these thoughts that, that came earlier, but they just felt really like, like spot on. I didn't want to lose this content and I say at some point that I might be canceled anyways because of the way that I express my thoughts or the things that I say. And I don't know if that's true. I definitely, you know, whatever, can we can talk about cancel culture at a different time, um, if that is such a thing. But um, but yeah, anyways, now now I'm a meta, meta-analyzing and reflecting on this episode. Um, which is fun. It's like when you watch uh, reaction videos. This is my pre-reaction reaction video to this episode. So once again, enjoy um, the fucking darkness. And I'll see you on the other side. Hello and welcome to Some Thoughts with Sura. I'm your host, Sura Hertzberg. Um, I'm feeling sort of uncharacteristically sad and hopeless today. The Texas abortion ban and the hurricane Ida 
and the fires and um, all of it is just culminating in this feeling of just tension and intensity inside of my body, ah, like stifling my um, breathing and sort of getting clogged in my throat. Um, and I know that, I mean, I'm also going to start my menstruation soon, which if you're a guy and you're listening to this or you don't menstruate, um, ignore that. It doesn't make women crazy. And if you're somebody who bleeds, then you know what I'm talking about. Um, like everything's sort of putting me on the verge of tears. And the fact is we're still in this global pandemic and um, it's not going away. And even if it did, there's these chaotic events in the world. I was having a conversation with somebody about um, this feeling of just like heaviness and the the sadness and darkness around climate change um, specifically or climate chaos as they call it now and part of me had this dark feeling of uh, or maybe it wasn't even like a dark feeling. It was it was a recognition or acknowledgement of, um, yes, what we've done is so fucked up to the earth. And she keeps healing herself like again and again. And I, I don't think this is even the craziest thing, um, or the most intense thing that's happened to the earth. Um, and like what I see happening or likely what I imagine is that humans will weed themselves out and you know the rich will go to outer space and the earth will reheal itself or some other cosmic entity will become livable for a species of intelligent creatures and the cycle will continue or shift and change. And I don't know if like, in my mind, this is just like how it is and how it works. Like there's no question to me that like, you know, we're this speck on the timeline and we individually and as a species as well, aren't like so self-important and aren't, this grandiose, like, single, magical experiment. I mean, also that too, I think that humanity is actually a pretty incredible thing when you think about it. Um, and I guess, I guess how I feel is like, it's not that like, there's this opinion that like, we're ruining the earth and like, look at all we've done and we're so horrible. And I think that there is a truth to that and there's a broader truth in my mind which is like what we've done is made it horrible for us and for the species that grew up around us or you know with us that's still putting us in the center now isn't it but ultimately like this is a ecosystem we are part of a larger 
um, process and the progress that we've experienced isn't separate somehow, um, isn't in dissonance to what's happening globally or with the rest of the ecosystem. It's a part of it and it is a part of this timeline. And so from a taking a backtrack or looking at it in like a wider meta stance, the social unrest and the way that we are constantly fighting each other in this country, particularly right now, it feels like we're at odds with one another politically. Um, there's like two groups of radical thinking and you have to hang your hat on one or the other. It feels like, um, and so, yeah, this internal feeling of restlessness or listlessness or exhaustion or just plain like yuck feeling. that I'm experiencing right now. And I wonder if others are experiencing this too. Is a part of this broader spectrum. Because we are cogs in the wheel and we are, you know, individual molecules in this big concoction of what makes up this ecosystem. And In that sense, like what's happening in Texas and what's happening with the pandemic and what's happening in my own head and heart processing through, you know, trauma and psychological um, work and trying individually to do the best that I can for my community and for myself and for my family and broader for, you know, my Oof, I want to say country. It's so funny to talk about like patriotism and and um, you know my country as a as an American as a North American citizen of the USA um, because there is a lot of love that I have for this country, especially having lived in other places and traveled quite a lot. There's a huge privilege to being a U.S born and raised and I can look at other places and think about how much better their policies are and how much better their connection with one another and with the earth and um, etc is but I can also see the benefits of this country and how incredibly beautiful and vast and disparate the lands are and the people and the cultures. We don't think about it that much. We think about the United States having like a unified singular culture sometimes. Um, but it really doesn't. And there's a beauty to that. And there's a responsibility that I have individually and as a member of this 
you know, dominant culture or this culture that has taken dominance for such a long time. And it's difficult to grapple with. It's important. It's beautiful. It's powerful. And it's not always the easiest thing. I'm feeling like this tension, a lot of where it's showing up for me is like in my kind of gut. Um, and that, like the, the words for me, the feeling is, is there's like a guilt. There's a feeling of like that I should be doing something else or more. Um, and there's like a sort of, I'm making this motion right now of like a ripping apart, sort of like my two hands are sort of like tearing apart the flesh or like ripping through um, the like fabric of society or consciousness or something. Um, yeah, that's, that's like this tension is that is, is coming up for me and this like, Restlessness, I know I said earlier, there's like a feeling of wanting to like burst out and um, make big shifts. So what I'm going to do is go for a walk and go see my very, very good friend and talk about some of this stuff. Um, and there's one thing I want to mention that I had talked about with the someone recently and I don't know that I fully get this and I hope that I'm not like misusing this term so please like comment if this is bad um but it's the concept of being blackpilled okay so I am jumping in here right now um from the future to say um I did look up what this means and it it it's related to what I'm talking about, but it also has this other connotation of, um, like coming from incel culture and having to do with, they call themselves doomers. Um, and so definitely doomerism, definitely. Um, I think that there's like a more internet meme culture around this than I know anything about. Um, and so I want to put that in here. Um, like surely, you know, I'm risking getting canceled anyways by just being who I am. But, um, you know, I want to preface when I don't know what I'm talking about by letting you with, with the letting you know that I don't know what I'm talking about, but all I'm doing is using a term, a term I don't know about, um, but to describe something that, you know, I do feel and make sense to me. So, okay, here we go. And it's like, you know, in the matrix, there's the red pill and the blue pill and people who are like, really want to see, you know, what life really is. And they don't want to live inside of this falsehood, this, the matrix, um, take one and others take the other. And I can't remember which is which is that bad. I should probably check. Um, but the notion of being black pilled is like, if I understand it correctly, it's like, this stuff that I was kind of talking about, which is like, we have fucked ourselves into an inevitable future demise of like more and more climate chaos and like lots of human death and, and species death. And, 
you know, destruction of the earth and planet. And um, I think there's something about like governmental control and sort of the, the um, whatever, this sort of like idea of like radical chaos. Um, and so this is like, a new term for me, but it's something that I think I've felt for a really long time. And it's interesting to me to realize that other people don't feel this way or didn't grow up feeling this way. Like for me, it was like, there's this inevitability of destruction and death. I mean, we all know that we're going to die and everyone around us and everyone we love is going to die too. And within that, this crumbling of um, everything we know and love. And there's a beauty to that. There's a finality to that, but also a, a freedom to that, to live your life the way that you want, to um, express yourself in ways that feel good to you. You're just a fleck, you know? You're just something that was born and is going to die. Ultimately, that's what we all are. And we have this consciousness and we're born into these bodies and we're born into these social situations um, and these socioeconomic situations. And we have to struggle and grapple with this life. Although another thing I learned from my meditation teachers, which didn't come from them, it's a, you know, more ancient wisdom, is this notion that pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. I'm going to say it again. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. <sighs> and so here we are with these challenges and this great capacity to live and this inevitability that we're going to die. And this question, I guess, that I'm going to leave you with and go for my walk. Maybe I'll come back and tell you how it goes. <laughs> but this question I want to leave you with is, like, how do you want to live your life? What do you want to do today? What do you want to do today? If you could do anything, if, you know, there were no complications and nothing getting in the way, what would you do right now? Okay, I'm going to go have a walk and I'll talk to you later. Have a beautiful day.